I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to You Had Me at Eat. Hello, I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. And we're here to talk about, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of things. We've got a lot of things to cover. You know, um, we're back in it. It's season two, second episode, season two, two for two for. Uh, today is Labor Day. We've got the day yeah. off, which is why we're recording on a Monday, which is wild. Um, yeah, and uh, and we're working on Labor Day, which you know that that's, that seems fitting, don't you think? Um, <laughs> unpaid, to, but it's to work in women is unpaid labor. So actually, it's like the that's opposite true. of what Labor Day was yeah. meant to be. But okay, yeah, that's cool. I think I think that that that's that pretty much sums yeah. up our lives, don't you think, Erica? Yeah. We've got to we wash seven sheets, days, so I've got to do household mm-hmm. chores. You talk about oh the nine to five after five to nine after the nine to five. It's good times. Uh huh. Um, what, what are what are you gonna do today? Did you do I'm, anything fun for the holiday weekend? No. Anything anything exciting? I'm doing nothing today. I am literally washing our sheets. I got um, who boy, sheets man. I wish I could be a sheet blogger because I have gone through so many iterations of sheets. And a sheet blogger is that a thing? It actually is, there is. such a thing as a sheet blogger. There are Forbes, sheet bloggers. Forbes hires a sleep uh, expert and they test sheets and mattresses. Um, yeah. Well, no, I can, I could see that, but yeah. I just didn't know there was a sheet blogger. Yeah. So I guess when we went to housewares, we should have known there's, there were sheet bloggers walking amongst us. The worst. Um, I got Brooklinen, which were recommended to me on the internet and I put Do them you buy everything bed. recommended yes, to you on I the do. internet. I do. <laughs> They're so itchy and scratchy. I literally like Googled it and I fell down a Reddit rabbit hole Oh. of sheet bloggers. And so now I'm, I've asked for um, one of the companies that pitched me sheets. I'm like, Oh my God, you could not have pitched me at a better time. I absolutely hate my sheets. Um, so Matt's like, maybe if we wash them several times, the Brooklinen sheets will get nicer. And I'm like, mm, that's not what Reddit says, but I'll try it. So we're going to try that. And then hopefully I get this new set of sheets that I can talk about once I've reviewed them. And so I'm washing those sheets today. So now you are going to be a sheet blogger. Yeah. Like forget this whole gluten-free thing. You're going to be a sheet blogger. Yeah. Watch out world. Are, are your sheets gluten-free? Yeah. Yeah. Cause okay. they're just cotton. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to rant and rave about um, past internet purchases but yeah, we've okay. done a we've done a lot this week. We have really done we've done a ton. So I, it feels good to feel accomplished. But um, I honestly, the majority of my time has just been packing. Um, yeah, so yeah, I understand suitcases that. spread about uh, mm-hmm. with. That's not unlike you, actually. You're you're usually coming or going. I am, and it's the start of a uh, travel season again. But my cat. Mm-hmm managed to throw up inside my travel backpack. I was a backpack meant for travel and she threw up inside my travel backpack, which I don't even know how she got in there, but I was in my room and I'm like, 
is it just me or does it smell like barf in here? And I'm just like, no, no. And then I went another day about my day. And then I, I looked in my suitcase and I'm like, okay, I have enough underwear and socks and I have my, you know, my flat iron. Okay. And then I'm in my backpack and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and she had thrown up in my backpack oh. and all over. I have this like Mark Jacobs, mm. um, cute little fabric, uh, MacBook like cover threw up all over it, had to wash yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, it was so gross. So that's what, that's what I did is I cleaned up that and then just pray that like when I'm in Austin, I do not find another pile of vomit somewhere hidden in my suitcases that she just left for me later. She just didn't want you to forget her. She's like, Hey, remember me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <sighs> I I have also not done too much this holiday weekend, although I have been doing some baking. Um, I just got back from New York, so of mm, course I did mm. my my travel muffins that I always make when I when I travel. I like to make those travel muffins because they they work so nicely for long trips. Um, but this time I actually ma- I made the travel muffins with the new grain-free nada flour. Mm. I thought I would try that and just see. And I brought them to, um, to our friends in New York and did not say that they were different, that they weren't made with my regular all-purpose gluten flour. They loved them and they traveled really well and they held up nicely for the trip. And I thought they were, they were great. Remind me what's in your nada flour. What's the base? Okay. Well, there's, it's an all, like a, it's like a blend um, of lots of things. There's not like a base. So it's cassava and arrowroot for like, there's, you know, starchy arrowroot in it. So it gives it some lightness, but it's not a starchy flour. It's, it is grain free. Um, so there's tiger nut as well and green banana flour and um, some psyllium husk. And you don't have to add anything else to it because the psyllium also gives it some binding. Mm-hmm. So it holds it all together without having to add anything else to it. And the, um, the green banana, I really like that. The green banana flower is really nice. It um, has resistant starches in it, which are good for your gut. And the tiger nut, I really like. That's what gives it sort of the nutty flavors, the tiger nut, which is not a nut. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's the whole thing is completely allergen free. It's obviously top nine certified free, like all my products are, but it's, totally nut free and, um, totally grain free, lectin free, you know, all that kind of happy stuff. So, but it was nice because I, I like using it and, um, you know, trying it out and all kinds of different recipes and seeing how different it is than using my regular flour. And I hadn't used it in my travel muffin recipe yet. And it worked out really, really well. So I made that earlier this week. And then, um, Oh, so then I, I came up with a new brownie recipe using nada, which I'm going to be publishing this week. And that was really good too, really fudgy. And mm-hmm. it has the crackle on top. Do you know how to get the crackle on top of brownies? No. <laughs> I know you're on the edge of your seat, but everybody likes the crackle on top of the brownies. Yeah, I didn't know. Like- yeah, I thought maybe that was just like each mix had its own little reason why it didn't or do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. What makes it? So... So you can get the crackle on top of your brownies if you take the eggs and you mix the eggs with the sugar separately and you like whip it up with your with your mixer for like six minutes. Huh. 
Yeah. And, and for those of you who are listening and not watching this podcast, um, which is the typical way of absorbing a podcast, you're not seeing the look on Erica's face. I just, I'm trying to figure out like, what's the... Very puzzled. I don't know. There's always like weird scientific reactions on and food and the chemistry behind Mm -hmm. baking and why it does certain things. And like, ah, that's interesting. Is it just creaming? It's very cool. Creaming the eggs and sugar separately or is it like a specific time that you cream them for? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it it is, yes, yes and yes. All the Mm -hmm. things. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And normally you cream the butter and the sugar in order to coat the sugar with the fat. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that gives it mm-hmm. sort of the, that lightness in your recipe. So instead of doing that with a brownie recipe, if you do the eggs and the sugar together, it gives it the crackle on the top of the brownies. It's really cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Food cool. science anyway. moment. Yeah. Food science moment. Dun, 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 dun. Huh. Yeah. Insert jingle here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll see when I publish the recipe, you'll see the nice crackle on the top of it. But that's um, the the recipe. The brownies turned out really yummy and fudgy and have the nice crackle on the top. But um, yeah, so I did that. And then I think tonight, I think we might do grilled gluten-free pizza. I love doing that. And it's so hot outside. It's disgusting out, Jules. And I can't imagine. And it's disgusting everywhere. Yeah, it's not great anywhere. (laughs) No, no. But I I love doing the grilled pizza because you can, um, I just, you know, I take the, I I like to use my pizza crust mix because it's faster. But um, I just press it out and then um, let it rise for a bit. And then we throw it on the grill and literally just a few minutes on the grill and you get those sear marks on it and then flip it and you don't you have par to bake it or not. Mm-mm, no, I mean, I, well, I, yes, on the grill, I par bake it. So like I'll, we'll put it in on the grill, like just for a few minutes on one side, flip it like for a couple minutes on the other side and then put the toppings on and then put it back in just long enough for like the cheese and stuff. to. Make. Okay. It only takes a few minutes on the grill and it's, so we heat up the grill to, you know, at least 500 degrees, which you can totally do that in your oven at home as well. But if you don't want to heat up your kitchen because it's so hot outside, because that's the way I normally do it is I, I just cook my pizza in the um, oven at home. You know, I, I heat it up to 500 degrees and throw it in the oven and it takes like a total of, you know, call it like seven or eight minutes maybe 10, depending on what my toppings are total to cook the pizza. Um, Cause you basically treat your oven like a pizza oven. Yeah. I would it's just really, never, so good. never do that because uh, <laughs> it is a hundred and like 12 years still. We're having well, that. Then you just summer. throw it on the sidewalk. You don't even need the, the honestly. The, yeah. The, just you throw it on the, side the car on the, on the top of your car on your dashboard. So gross. Any number of places you could cook a pizza. I've been eating the um, Bonza frozen pizza. Yeah, I saw that you posted about that. The vegan so ones. Tell me about the texture. Tell me about the texture. Yeah, so it's like a mix between. It's I'd say it's in between a pizza that you make, like an actual pizza pizza, and the mm-hmm. the crappy cardboard pizzas. So it's in between okay. the two. So it okay. does have a little lightness. It is not taste beany, thank God, because I could not thank do God. that. Yeah. Even Matt was like, this is really good. Um, so it is. How thick is it? It's not a thin crust. It's not a thick crust. It's just in between. Does it? It's, but it's totally flat though. It doesn't yes. have like a crust on the edge, right? 
it has a slight crust on the edge. It's not like a okay. cracker crust where it's just flat all yeah. the way across. Yeah, like that, like those Udi's ones and so on. Like those, those are just yeah. Um, we actually ate at a pizza joint that's by me because um, mm-hmm. I saw and find me gluten free that all these bloggers were there, and I'm like, seriously, it's just like walking distance. And we went there. It was a, it was not a great restaurant. The aesthetics <laughs> were not on point. Um, but it, it, you know, they do vegan gluten free pizza. So if we're like, oh my god, I you could not pay me to cook in my kitchen tonight, I'd go there and have like a vegan gluten free pizza. But it's straight up like the cracker Udi's cracker crust, where it's like just like the tasteless vehicle for toppings. Yeah. Vehicle for toppings, yeah. But see, when I when I get one of those at a pizza joint. I end up just taking my fork and just eating the toppings off the off of it because it's just like not yeah. worth it. It doesn't. It's, it's not, not pizza. savory. Don't it's call it a pizza. Call it something else. Yeah, it's I have pizza. this um this amazing spice called Pizza Dust. It's by Ooh, Spice Lab. Tell me it's more. It's the best thing I think that Spice Lab has created. It's so good. It is a mix of like red pepper and basil and onion and garlic and sea salt and pepper and it's amazing. And you just like all over. So when I make pizza at home, the bonza pizza, I spray the entire thing with um, avocado oil or olive oil or whatever the spray is that I have. And then I do pizza mm-hmm. dust and then I do salt. Perfect. I love it. I love those bonza pizzas. Like they're really good and they don't make me feel weird afterwards. Them? In my, um, I have an air fryer that is mm. like a, like a toaster oven setup. Two air fryers, the the pull-out one, and then the toaster oven setup. So I do that on there, the air fryer pizza one. And it's great. Oh, my God, it's great. Um, And it's just so useful to have it. I've made it for lunch. I made it for dinner. I mean, like, it's just so great. And I'd much rather, obviously, make my own pizza. But, like, these are the times where I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot to eat lunch. What the hell am I going to eat? Yeah, and just pull it out of the freezer. So... Yeah, I think Speaking they're great. Of which, we're going to have a short podcast today because, oh my God, I totally forgot to eat lunch. <laughs> Jules. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. I honestly, we ate ourselves out of house and home this week. I did like this $400 Whole Foods trip. It was so insane because Matt went with me and he never goes grocery shopping with me. So it's like oh, this and this no. and this and this and this. Disaster and like, in the making. Um, and so how long were you in Whole Foods? So long. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it was just like wild. So we did that. Oh my God. And we had so much food and it was delicious. It was amazing to have all the snacks you could ever want. And then I looked in the fridge today. We have like, it's like barren. It was like a tumbleweed passing by. (laughs) It was nothing. (laughs) But then we just got this like crazy shipment of Taste Republic new, um, pumpkin. Oh, their pasta? Yes. And, but it would, mm. sh- is it vegan or no? No. So I can't eat it. And then they shipped me three cases of it. So my freezer and my, my chest freezer that's in my office is full and I can't eat them. I can't get rid of them. So now we're just like, oh my God, what can we make that's frozen to just like empty the stuff out? It's a lot. So, um, yeah, we're in a bit of a crisis. So as soon as you go and eat lunch afterwards, I have to go grocery shopping and actually go pick up like food that is not frozen that I can make today for like lunch and dinner. Um, so, you know what I do? I don't know if this is going to solve your problem for today, but what I do is I make up a big batch of homemade bagels and I slice them 
in half and I put like a little tear off a little piece of parchment and put it in between each slice. And I put a big bag of them in my freezer at all times. So whenever I have a moment, like I have today, I can always just go in my freezer and take out a half of a frozen homemade bagel because they're always better, of course. And then I just heat it up in my toaster oven and put whatever I want to. Girl, on. I eat bagels every morning. I get in bulk from the greater need. In bulk. Okay, I'm well, so then. But girl, but, I have that for breakfast. if you have it in the morning, you're not going to I know. Yeah, Although I have something else for breakfast so that you can have that for I lunch. came home the other day and I'm like, okay, I had a bagel for breakfast. And I really want a bagel <laughs> for dinner. Ugh. It's okay, it is. I know. You know what you do? You Then you put pizza sauce yeah, and pizza magic stuff on top <laughs> of the bagel and you have that for dinner. And then it's different. Then it's a pizza bagel. There was one day, like, and, and nothing I've eaten this weekend has been, like, consistent. It's like one day I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't eaten protein the entire day. And then one yeah, day I, I was that. like, I haven't had a vegetable the entire day. And I'm like, what is, so, it's just so weird. And like with my digestive system, like I need to be fairly consistent or else it's like, what's happening? What's going yeah. on? Total panic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I went, mm-hmm. uh, I will tell you, I had the worst restaurant experience. Can I tell you about this? I please, please lay it on me. met my friends. <laughs> They're like, we made reservations at this place. And I'm like, oh, joy, a hotel restaurant. Those are always so great to eat at. So I looked at the menu and I'm like, um, yeah, I'm not going to eat anything here. This is absolutely not a safe place to eat at. And so I'm like, I'll eat in advance. So I got Chick-fil-A. How good of friends are these? That they would make a Such good friends. But they were just like, they didn't eat. Mm-hmm. He's like, I called and asked. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so nah. sweet. But like, no. But like, mm-hmm. so sweet. He is, they're just the best, nicest people because we're, we're going with vegans. So they're like, they're vegan options. They have gluten-free options. Fine. Which is always the hardest to put everyone together like that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I had to put a pin yeah. in that. Oh God. Because I have to tell you about my New York experience. Yes. It has to do with vegan and gluten-free. Oh, go, no. go, 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 oh, go, my go. Gosh. go ahead. Go, go, go. There's a cat hair in my coffee. Come on. Yeah. It's better than vomit. Cheers to that, Jules. Hey, we both live with cats, so, you know. Gross. Um, I know. So I get there, and I'm like, okay, well, I will have a salad. So the first salad came out, and it had, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go gluten-free, dairy-free. I looked at their, they gave me an allergen menu with everything on it. I'm like, cool. And he goes, the only safe protein is shrimp. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have the salad. No dressing, no cheese, and the shrimp. And they're like, great. Came out, and I'm like, ooh, there was, um, they have a grain bowl, a hair, like a heritage grain <laughs> bowl. Half of that was accidentally dumped into my salad. I'm like, it's okay, I'll eat around it. I don't, I just need the appearance of eating, and I'll eat the shrimp, mm-hmm. and I'll be okay. Um, and I'm like, had a, had a shrimp, ate it, and I'm like, oh my God, that's butter. So I call back, I'm like, hey, just quick cue. Um, is this shrimp and butter? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, so the whole like no dairy thing also applied to the protein that I needed. And he goes, oh, okay. So like no butter on that too. And I'm like, oh my God. So he comes back and there's like this, the, I can see the chef was pissed. Everyone now has eaten their entire meal and I finally get mine. 
And it is yeah. the saddest thing on the planet. It's like a twenty dollar yeah. salad, and it was the saddest thing on the planet. There's no dressing, it like some iceberg no lettuce, cheese. and like yeah, like not, and the the shrimp tasted like eggs, which I thought was weird. But there's no seasoning on the shrimp. Like this guy was like afraid to season anything or like have anything because it was like, oh god, well she's clearly like a crazy bitch. So um, <sighs> it was the worst meal ever. So I came back and I had a bagel. And I'm like, this sucked. And and Matt's like, thank you so much for like sticking it out and not like losing your shit on the waiter. And I'm like, my God. And like, I could tell the other people were just like, oh God, Erica's not eating. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But the, but the worst part about that is when you have to pay for it. Like, it's, it's fine. Like I'll deal with it or whatever. But then if you have to pay $20 for that, like, ew, I, I, that's, that's, that, that's when I would also say the worst part is that it was only brought out to me when everyone else was done eating. So I'm like, Oh joy. Everyone gets to watch me attempt to eat this. That that whole experience. And then you still had to pay for it. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. So that's off my list. Not that it was ever on my list, but it was so (laughs) nice to be with friends. But I'm like, I wish I just didn't eat. Like I should have stuck to my original plan, even though he had like called and asked. And yes, they did have gluten-free options, but like apparently, because even if I would have eaten the first one around the dairy that was in the shrimp, there was still half of a grain bowl that they mistakenly dumped into this. So I'm like, there's already gluten in my salad that, Uh. yeah. So Anyway, that was not awesome. Anyway. But I, I will tell you, no. I eat a lot of bagels this week. <laughs> on on accident or because I had to. Emergency frozen bagels. Yes. Yeah. No, I I mean, I I totally have the emergency frozen bagel on, like, always in my freezer. So whether whether you make them homemade like I do or you order them like you do, I mean, I think it's a go-to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I do the same thing with... Um, I make, you know, homemade gluten-free baguettes and mm. I always make a double like because yeah. you know, my my bread mix or my pizza mix makes makes baguettes and makes like a ton of baguettes. Can't eat all that. And we'll eat them for a few days but then usually there's like at least half of a baguette left. And so I end up slicing it in half, putting it in the freezer, and then I have the emergency French bread pizza mm-hmm. on the ready. Mm-hmm. Like you just grab that, pull it out, slather it with your pizza magic stuff or, you know, pizza however you like to make pizza. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. If this Taste Republic shipment was its normal, like, vegan shipment that I get of their vegan tortelloni, I would have absolutely just made myself up a pan. Because that's my favorite thing to do is just make that, put in some arugula, and then there's, like, this sweet basil dressing that I get. And that's what I make practically every day for lunch when I buy in bulk <laughs> I'm just like mm-hmm. every day I'll have vegan cheese tortelloni with arugula and sweet basil dressing. Um, but because this stuff has butter in it and I already had the butter from the one shrimp that I had that I thought was too delicious to be true. Um, I'm just like, I'm just having a bagel. <laughs> My emergency freezer is packed full of tortelloni. I can't yes. eat. Well, yeah, that's, uh, we have, um, we have two families in my neighborhood who have kids with celiac. And then I have another family just up the street with um, kids with celiac and another family in my own neighborhood, kids with celiac. So that's what I normally do whenever I get shipments from companies that have stuff in it that I can't eat. I'm like, yeah, because I wanted Matt to try it and I want to photograph it. 
but also like, I really want to eat some, I mean, I'm going to try it and obviously I'm not going to, I'm just going to spit it out. Um, or maybe I'll try lactate or something to see if like I can do butter because it's just butter. It's not cheese. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I just don't want to also try it out this close to traveling. I should probably yeah. be a little bit smarter than that. Just saying. Yeah. Don't eat, <laughs> don't eat the beef. Oh my and, God. Uh, Stop. It was just, so good. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, um, it was so not worth it is what it was. I don't know. It was pretty good when I was eating it. I told uh, my vegan friends, I was talking about um, all the new vegan alternatives for things. And I talked about, they were talking about yo egg and how it was amazing. I'm like, that's great. They couldn't sample it for me without being on bread when I was at the national restaurant association show. So I've never tried it. And we ended up talking about like, Oh, introducing eggs again. And I got on introducing beef and I'm like, I'll tell you, I went to in and out and it was delicious. And she's like, how'd that go for you? I'm like, not well, not well at all. (laughs) (laughs) How long did you suffer, Erica? Beef reintroduction did not go well at all. And and just listeners, so you know, it's not that she went to In-N-Out and had a burger on a bun. No. She cannot tolerate beef, and she had a burger. That's what happened. It's delicious, too. Any hoodle. So guess what? In New York City, they're, and I think they're elsewhere as well. And I don't have the little thingy here with me, but um, there's this place called Plant Burger, P-L-N-T Burger. Okay. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Well, I was walking down the street in New York City and they were doing sampling outside and um, they were sampling meaty. Mm. Remember meaty mm-hmm. that I introduced you to and you're yeah. like, mm, mushrooms. It's made of mm. mushroom. And then you, you ate it and you're like, where delicious. are you in my life? Yeah. yeah. So they were sampling the meaty chicken breasts or like the, the breaded chicken that's gluten-free. So I'm like, oh, you guys are selling meaty here at your plant burger. And he said, yes, um, we have meaty and they also have actual veggie burgers and they also have beyond burgers all of them at plant burger and they have a gluten-free bun and they have a gluten-free wrap and they have two different fryers one's dedicated gluten-free and one's not i was like where where has this fast food joint been all my life yeah can i live there yeah and they have them um in several different states. And so, and I think there, there's someplace in Maryland, not like in my neighborhood, but somewhere in Maryland, I'm sure it's probably Montgomery County about by DC, but I'm totally checking it out because the manager I talked to at this plant burger in New York was the nicest guy. And he was so on top of it. And he like wrote down on this piece of paper, every single thing that they had that was gluten-free. There's two things on the menu that were not gluten-free. And he was like, you can't have this and you can't have this. Everything else you can have. We have like this dedicated fryer and this and this. And and I was like, I am so impressed. This is so cool. Did you eat there? How cool is that? Did you eat there? I didn't because there was so much other food that I ate. But like, but I mean, I went in and I I had this long conversation with him and I, I, you know, I tasted the little meaty sample that they had on the street. Um, You know, I've tasted the meaty before, but um that's what drew me in because I was like, oh, you guys are selling meaty here. And I said, yeah, we just started. How progressive of you. How progressive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they said that they were doing, I think they were doing like twice the business with the meaty that they were doing with their previous fake chicken or whatever. But the meaty is, you know, made of mycelium mushroom. Yeah. 
Cronus. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. So your vegan friends could eat there and you could eat yeah, there. Yeah. We actually talked nice. about meaty and they're like, I just don't know if I'm in love with the texture. I'm like, it's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ate at another place called Beatnik. Oh, yeah. I in, hear that's super popular. City. Yeah. It was, um, it was definitely, uh, there were less, there were fewer options for gluten-free people there. Um, but one of the things that they had, which I did get where they had like, um, it was like chicken strips or whatever, chicken finger kind of things, but they were made of jackfruit mm. and they were gluten-free and they're made in an air fryer and they were good. It was like gluten-free jackfruit yes. chicken finger things mm. that, but it didn't, it did not in any way, shape or form taste like, or the texture was not like the jackfruit that you and I have had. It was not like okay. the cold pork jackfruit, whatever. It was like chicken finger texture. Do you remember um, what chicken never, finger texture is like though, Jules? Okay. The reason why I'm telling you this is because I bought them for the table of people I okay. was with and they all had them. They were like, oh my gosh, these taste like chicken fingers. Hmm. Okay. And they were all like meat eater people. No, normal so, people. They were normal people, not like me. Weird. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I ate at uh, Le Botaniste, which I've eaten at. Before. Oh, yes. I love that place. Yeah. I love that place. Um, and everything there is plant-based, dairy-free, um, and gluten-free. A hundred percent gluten-free, which is just like, yes. The dream. my place. Yeah. You know, I know the dream. I'm like, I just want to just snuggle up and live here. Um, everything there is just so yummy. Is it also very expensive? Because I can't imagine that that place is like affordable. Um, no, I mean, I mean, look, okay. You're in New York city, first of all, and it's not, you know, fast food. It's not fried food. It's not, you know, whatever. So it's, it's not going to be inexpensive, but it was, it wasn't like off the charts expensive. You it's, it's kind of like a Chipotle, you know, you walk up and you're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, like at the, at the counter. And then you go to the end and then they give you your stuff. So it's not, it's not fancy, mm-hmm. you know, in that way. Um, but it's lovely inside. Um, and, you know, very homemade, you know, everything just sort of feels very, um, fresh and, um, I don't know. It was really good. Where else did you go? Eat there. Um, let's see, where else did I go? Um, uh, my favorite was, um, Risoteria Malati. I had not been there before. I usually, um, wind up at, um, Senza Glutine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go somewhere different. And, uh, I loved it. It was, I swear, I felt like I walked in and I was in Italy. It was just this adorable little tiny place. Mm. And it's been around forever. And this Milati is the family that owns it. And um, it's got like a bar and then just a few little tables on the inside and a few tables outside. Kind of like a little tiny hole in the mm-hmm. wall place. But I mean, just so clean and, and nice. It wasn't like the place down no. from you. <laughs> no, it's not. Gordon Ramsay um, kitchen nightmare style. Yeah, no. No, no one no one threw up and in, in all over the... the um, decor, but, uh, it was, everything's gluten-free, um, except for two beers on the menu. 
Which don't you love it when they do that? It's like everything's gluten free. There is a beer though. You're like, oh my god, who's so sad that they're like, all right, I need, (laughs) I need this one beer. It's like, come on. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, it was it as good as the food was. It was it was like the ambiance and just the experience was. Were you and and you're able to do dairy free there too? Mm Hmm. Yeah, because so, and that's why I was, before I went, I called because I was like, if all the risottos have dairy yeah. in it, like, what's the What point? a bummer. You know, I don't want to be relegated to, and that's the problem with Senza Gluten is that um, a lot of their stuff mm-hmm. has dairy in it, a lot. And and so I've gone there before and been like, oh, I want this, I want this, and no, sorry, it's got dairy, it's got dairy, it's got dairy. And so it's like, you get very limited choices mm-hmm. there. Um, and when I called, there were only two risottos at Risotteria Milati that you couldn't do dairy-free. Hmm. And so I was like, yes, sign me up. So I got the, um, the there's a mushroom risotto that I got. Oh, yum. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't eat meat, but I do eat some seafood. And, pescatarian. Um, yeah. A selected so, pescatarian. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I normally can't have is like fried calamari and they had that there and I can't get that. It sends a gluten. Oh, because that's um, dairy in the it batter. It has dairy in yeah. it. It has like milk in the batter yeah. and it didn't at um, Zodorita Malati. And it was so good. I don't remember the last so time I've had gluten-free fried calamari because of the dairy issue. Um, I think it was in a place in um, New Jersey when I was there last time. There's like yeah. this really amazing fried food place in New Jersey. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, cause there's dairy in so much of this batter. Um, yeah. That's yep. cool. Though, and that they, they had, had, they had risotto. so many, um, they had so many um, desserts too. And I, I just was too full to try any desserts. They bring bread to the table and, my friend who I was with um, can eat anything. And she was like, Oh, I really like this bread. I didn't like the bread. Like mm. it was fine. It, the, everything they make is, is rice flour based. Mm. Um, and it was a, it was a really like squatty loaf of bread that was really dense yeah. and spongy. But if you did a plate with oil and um, balsamic That's and the then type used of it bread, to soak yeah. that up, it was awesome for that. So I wouldn't just sit there and eat that mm-hmm. bread, but it was great for soaking up the balsamic and oil. And so I was perfectly happy with it. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't like yeah. buy a loaf of that bread or something and sit and That's eat it. how I but feel it was really good. at Monami Gabi in Las Vegas. The only bread they have is Udi's bread that they bring out to the table. I'm like, this is disgusting. But, <laughs> but I'm there because I'm usually there for conference and I can't eat anything yeah. else. I'm just like... Do you have balsamic? They bring out with the oil, olive oil and balsamic vinegar. And I'm just like, okay, I could dip this in. All- I could have a loaf of booties as long as I dip it in this with some salt, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I would never choose to eat that just on its own. But I'm like, table bread, yeah. of course I'll take table bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me yeah. something to yeah. dip in this. It'd be delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think the, the oh, so then um, we went to this place called Sia Manana. And it was, it was a total hole in the wall taco place, but it was almost entirely plant-based and it was a 
Mexican, you know, kind of thing and uh, largely gluten-free and their chips were gluten-free and of course really great guacamole. Um, and everything was on like you order fish taco or whatever fake, you know, it was the, the fish tacos were made with squash. It was very, very creative and unusual. Um, and it was good. It was, it was really good. It was not for everyone, you know, if you, yeah. <laughs> if you were looking for like a, a real fish taco, taco. yeah, not, it's not, not, not where you're, no, they did have real fish tacos, but they were like fried fish tacos that you couldn't eat if you mm-hmm. had, if you're gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I don't even remember what I had. It was like something made with cauliflower and I don't remember what it was pretending to be. It tasted good. Your friends are very nice that you're dragging them to all these like very strange. They were so nice. They were so nice. But then the, the, the two interesting things that we did for dessert were, um, one was called Anita gelato. And I don't normally gravitate to gelato places because dairy, but, um, their line was out the door at this Anita gelato place every single time we walked by. And uh, my friend was like, Oh yeah, everyone just, it's like a cult. People just love this place. It's just so good. I'm like, okay, whatever. But they did have vegan and gluten-free options there. So we, we went and had um, some and it was really, really tasty. And then um, there was another place and I'm going to forget the name of it, but I, I put it in my Instagram reel it was a place out of Miami and it's a chain and it, it was like, again, like a gelato place, but they mix gelato with liquor. And so you have to be 21 to go in. It was like this liquor infused gelato or whatever, but they had like vegan options. And um, that was really kind of creative and fun too. So that was neat. It was fun. I was literally there like barely two days. (laughs) So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really interesting. We're not there for that long. <laughs> no, I know. I know, I know. But um, yeah, I mean, New York, I mean, come on. You, I was tripping over gluten-free places. Uh, Abby and Ramsa, 21 plus ice yeah. cream. Yeah. That's a, it was, it was really cool. cute. And the, the guy, the, um, the bartender there was just so nice. So, so, so nice. And it was, it's such a great, um, business concept because I thought he was going to like put like a scoop of gelato and then pour alcohol on top of it or something like that. No, it comes pre-made and these things. So you just order something and he just puts this cup down and opens the lid. So it literally has one employee and all he does, he's pretty much like a, um, a DJ. (laughs) That's all he does. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so funny. He just was like, Mixing the tunes and talking to people. He was, it was really cute. He was huh. so nice and friendly. Huh. So, oh, it was just such a good time. So it's always so fun to be in New York. Every time I talk about New York, I'm like, man, it's changed so much since I've been there. I really should yeah. go there. And then I look at it's like, it's so nice how... to be able to hop on a train. No, and I just know. get there. It's such a pain like in the ass. Two to go and a half to. hours. Yeah. Two, two and a half to three hours, depending nope. on which train you get on. It's so easy. Nope. Yeah. It's really nice. Cool. Good for you. Uh, (laughs) Well, all the West Coast shows that we go to and you're just like there in a heartbeat. So good for you. Okay. So the last thing I want to share is um, Beyond Celiac has been posting a lot of recent research, which is great. Um, They posted this something 
um, something recently that I'm like, oh, this could be really interesting because they're positioning it as a scoring system mm-hmm. on how to determine who needs a follow-up biopsy. And I'm like, ooh, a score. You know I love a good scoring system. This is so exciting. So yeah. we always, I was always told you need a follow-up biopsy a year afterwards. Now people are saying right. two years afterwards and some GIs are saying you don't even need a follow-up biopsy. So things have changed so much since I was diagnosed. So I'm always like, oh, tell me about this new scoring system for a follow-up biopsy. So Beyond Celiac um, put something out about international resource researchers coming up with a five-point scoring system. And I'm like, five points, that's easy. So basically, the score is based on how old you were at diagnosis, the kind of symptoms you had when you were diagnosed, like classic or non-classic, how well you responded to a gluten-free diet, and how well you keep a gluten-free diet. So those diagnosed who are over 45 upon the age of diagnosis. So you're diagnosed when you're right. older. Those who had classic symptoms, so like the traditional symptoms of like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, intestinal manifestations, and those who have had a poor response to a gluten-free diet or those that don't adequately follow a gluten-free <laughs> diet would have the highest Just by self-reporting. And I'm like, duh. So I yeah. read this and I'm like looking, I'm like, okay, so what's the, ooh, you know, what's the light bulb moment mm-hmm. here? And I'm like, Oh, there is no light bulb. There is none. It's kind of just like a, oh, they're trying to put a mechanized scoring system in place to qualitative information that's kind of like, duh. You know, like, obviously, Mm -hmm. if you're diagnosed in an older age, you've already had so many years of intestinal damage that that would make sense to see if you're healing because some it takes almost 10 years to heal in some people. So of course they would need a follow-up biopsy. They've had so much damage to overcome. Uh, those who have had a poor response to the gluten-free diet, duh. Those that don't adequately follow a gluten-free diet, like, yeah, of course, if you're not following yeah. the diet, you wouldn't right. expect to heal. Right. Um, so th- it was really interesting that they put this out. I'm kind of like, a team of international <laughs> researchers <laughs> How much came together for this? this. And I'm like, huh. Okay, so it 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 it's interesting that they're trying to put together this. Study. I read this and I was wondering if this was secondary, like if they yeah. were doing research on other things and they were like, "Oh, we also happen to gather this data at the same time." Yeah. So you know, I and I know. and I think that this is all kind of like innate information that we would yeah. assume based on what we know about celiac disease. But I will say, um, you know, they do go on in the end of the study to just say, like, yes, it is common to have persistent intestinal damage Mm -hmm. just in general for those with celiac disease. And I think that makes sense. I know a lot of people who have celiac disease who eat a lot of things that like I personally wouldn't choose to eat, but they're just like living their life and they may not have the classical symptoms. Yeah. I mean, we know from the doggy bag study, if you eat out like at all, you are getting gluten exposure, but not to the point of like possible intestinal damage, but they're saying like, it's pretty common kind of have intestinal damage happening over and over again. So it's, um, I don't know. I think it, we're going to put the, the study up on our liner notes so you can read it. But I think it's always just good to know, like, yes, if you don't, 
if you're not on the gluten-free diet, you're going to have to have another biopsy. And it's going to show that you still Shame have damage. Shame on you. You get punished not, yeah. by having to have a, a yeah. colonoscopy and an endoscopy. Well, and I think part of part of the issue, too, is like, okay, it's it's expensive, right. To have these, these things done. And it's, they're not without risk to have, to have the anesthesia and to have to um, undergo an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. It's not totally without risk and they are expensive. You know, you and I were talking um, before about, you know, me getting ready to have an endoscopy and a colonoscopy and just the cost. I mean, I have, for all intents and purposes, I have good health insurance. I'm now I'm self-insured. Good health insurance, but um, good health insurance meaning I pay a lot for my health and insurance. Still have to pay a ton, but yeah, but I but you know just the cost of having to do an endoscopy and a colonoscopy, it's going to be a few thousand dollars out of po- pocket for me. So you know if they can come up with um, a way to say, okay, you don't need this or you don't need this as often then that would be helpful for yeah. a lot of people. I think that that's what they're trying to do. Um, obviously, if you're having symptoms, if you're having problems, you know, yeah. all of these if things. you're not following the gluten-free diet. into that bucket. Yeah. And it, right. it's... But they just, they don't want people to be like, okay, you have to have which I Which is procedures. what um, several GIs learned about with celiac is you have yeah. to have all biopsies on the regular. And it's like, no, you don't. Right. Um, right. But I think it's... And especially for kids, too. Yes. You don't want to have to put the kids through. Yeah. Well, especially for parents who are like, okay, my kid has the gene, but they're not having symptoms. How oh, often yeah. do I have to have an intestinal biopsy on my kid to see if they're getting celiac or if they have silent celiac or whatever? Yeah, it's it's... Right. I get why they're doing it, but I kind of read the study looking for like, oh, tell me more. And it's like, oh, okay. There is kind of a bummer. (laughs) Common sense. But it always says that like, they're still looking for the biomarker that they could use for intestinal damage because that's the whole problem, right? Like your numbers and your blood don't necessarily line up to the intestinal damage that you have. That's why they pair the blood with the biopsy, the serology with the biopsy. But they're always looking for that one biomarker that they can say, hey, this means that you actually have intestinal inflammation and damage going on in your intestines so the potential for damage. But we're still waiting on that. So stay tuned. Yeah. When we know, you'll know. So, Dude, hopefully the universe will know because I would love to know. Um, Until then, there are some pretty cool research things going on. Uh, Dr. Shana Coburn just got, I think, a research grant or just had a research grant to study teens uh, with ongoing gluten exposure for behavioral problems. It's just there's some cool stuff going on. Um, I will be going to ACG in October and there's not a ton of new celiac research that's being presented. I looked through the book already, um, but I will have some information for you. Um, again, that's until October, but until then we'll keep uh, sharing whatever we find here on the You Had Me yeah. podcast. All right. Well, I hope everyone had a great holiday weekend and stay tuned for more from us. We will be traveling in the next few weeks. We've got Natural Products Expo East coming up. So we'll have some really fun stuff to report back in terms of new gluten-free products oh, yeah. and some fun interviews from that. Um, so we uh, we have some great programming coming up for you in the, the fall. So looking forward to sharing some new stuff. Yep. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on our next episode of You Had Me Eat. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it on your podcast provider. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes.
you had me at eat. <laughs>